0: sounds better we don't we don't have to yeah are we doing the clapping does it matter
1: no because we just have the one microphone (laughs) and we're not syncing with any video
0: uh, (laughs) Oh yeah yeah,
1: (laughs) and yeah just like feel comfortable to say anything because we can splice it we can cut something out rewind so just be comfortable just speak we can make it pretty later if that's what needs to be done
0: okay i'm gonna start the stopwatch okay Hello, this is Brain Sick. I'm Lydia.
1: Hello, I am Andrew.
0: My name is Alita and we're doing this podcast about people with sick brains. Yeah. Pretty with sick, sick brains. <laughs> so, we're just going to cover some like famous people, some characters, stories, whatever and focus on mental illness. So, I am starting off this whole thing with the one that I think we had to start with, of course, of course, Vincent Mango. Nathan... Van Gogh,
1: Van Gogh,
0: and stuff, who <laughs> cool. arguably we're all big fans. Of... I I don't know anyone who isn't idiots. <laughs> exactly. There's probably a lot of
1: people that know the paintings and don't know the person, though mm. right? Which is why it's, it's is like you know, especially the 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 biography of the person.
0: It's right? true. There was that movie that came out. What's his face? Green Goblin, yes. (laughs) The (laughs) original, (laughs) the best best. Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and we're not offending anyone. I hope we are. (laughs) Me too, but that guy he he did the most recent. It was like a biography. I think it was focused on his years when he was losing it. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Okay, so I guess I'll just go over kind of like his background when he started feeling sick when it really goes crazy i don't know is that an okay word to use are we gonna crazy. use the word crazy hmm oh we didn't think about the logistics of the sensitivity of this pod of this topic
1: I think, I think it's I think, okay
0: i think it's okay if if we offend anyone we don't mean to and we me and alita have mental illness and yes. so. We're not. We're not trying
1: to put them we're down. Not, no. We're just. We're just. You know. Yeah. No. We're, we're just good. talking yeah. about. We're it. good. We're
0: doing the best we can. If we offend or say something that let us doesn't know. sit well. Yeah. Let just us know. Let us know, and we'll do better next time. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. So let's let's kick this off. Um, I took this article from the American Journal of Psychiatry, so it's legit. Yes. Um, so here's his back. So the interesting thing about Vincent is that he. Is attributed with bipolar disorder, which I thought was cool because I have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, because I love him. Represent, yeah. So, but I think they don't have an actual, death like definitive, um, diagnosis because this was back in like the eighteen hundreds.
1: Was bipolar like identified itself at that point, or was it? I don't know. Just, actually, okay.
0: Because he, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. okay. So let's, let's let's start off. So he was um the oldest of god I think six kids. Ah, and it was either five or six. And so there's no history of mental illness in his family that's documented. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. But he had this early brain injury probably at birth. So I don't know if he's like dropped as a baby or what. But that's why his, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's why his face like when you look at it it's kind of Asymmetrical, mm-hmm. so I think it's because a of this squished. Yeah, like a if you fit. think of that one, like pretty famous self-portrait, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like, it's a little. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh, is that how he just viewed himself? To maybe, maybe, but mm. he definitely had some asymmetry going on. Mm. And the funny thing is that it's kind of funny, it's kind of sad. He wanted to become a pastor, so he he pursued this relationship very rejected so he wanted to become a pastor but he was like too nice like he gave away all his stuff and everything (laughs) like how generous yeah but they're just like this is not what clergy should be and so they had to let him go how so like why wasn't it what they wanted him to be in an elevated status and i think he was too close to the people oh so Yeah, so then he was depressed, he became a socialist and an agnostic, so I think he was pretty upset. That's
1: a bit of a leap.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big changes for good old Vinny. Yeah, he really was figuring it out. So at 27, he made that commitment to be an artist. Mm. What was really nice is that he, from the get-go, he wanted it to be, like, for the people. So he created art to make people happy or to feel things. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, that carried on with him regardless.
1: It's weird that there's, like, this kind of, like... There can be this kind of, like, religious, like, sentiment, like, against, like, art forms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it's, like, he was pushed to that because they didn't want that kind of attitude.
0: Oh. So it's almost like the completely opposite. Is that what you're saying? It's like a, um... Uh, like a pair, paradigm. paradigm, paradox. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but yeah, it's interesting to think about. Yeah,
1: well, no, just like that. The church was just not accepting because I mean, because they, they wanted to keep their kind of like authority there, I mean, and, and 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 he he wouldn't have played ball with the kind of power games, right? Mm-hmm. And so he became like the church's own worst enemy because they didn't oh. want him, right?
0: Um, uh, no. I mean, oh, you're talking about the socialism and the agnosticism. Oh, definitely in
1: terms of that. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> the agnosticism is something <laughs> strong as the church. I mean, yeah, we can agree on that. True.
0: I feel like his painting wasn't necessarily like a, a feud of the church. I guess. Hmm. But I don't know. I understand what you're saying in terms of like, it's like a, a group of people are like a movement like the art movement is a movement that like went against the church and
1: just like like on a broader time scale like there used to be this this kind of idea of like the only kind of iconography you should be viewing or creating is like the like religious canon right okay that
0: makes sense oh yeah maybe thank you okay cool did he, um, did he, like, was he exposed to the arts as a child, or, um, like, did he... Oh, I was gonna have the article... Okay, give me a second. Yeah. I do, because I wonder if that contributed to his choice, too. Yeah, I think he definitely had an inclination before he decided, but I don't know for sure. Why he wanted, though, to become, um, a pastor is because his. I think dad and grandfather were pastors, so he wanted to kind of carry on that. But, yeah, he was very upset. (laughs) So, yeah, okay. Then, so there's another figure in his life who, or not another, but the major kind of person he was connected to his entire life was his brother Theo who really just supported him was there his entire life, no matter what was going on. His brother Theo was there. And so for Van Gogh he tried to become romantically entangled with his cousin...
1: I thought you were going to say his brother. Me (laughs) too. They're real close.
0: (laughs) Please no. Um, And so I guess that, that was fine for the time. But... So he got rejected again, and then he lived with a prostitute and her two children for over a year. But that really, his family was not happy about that. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Was he, like, romantically involved with her or just, like, hanging out? Not. Nah, I think there's definitely some romantic ties. <laughs> so... But but I think that's why his brother became such a strong... I actually don't know for sure, but I think it's because his brother stayed in contact while his family was just not Mm -hmm. into it. Okay, so the next section was Paris, the onset of illness. This is 1886 to 1888. This is late 1800s. And he joined his brother Theo for two years in Paris, and he met Paul Gauguin. I think that's how we're pronouncing Gauguin, it. Gauguin? Gauguin. he's also another artist mm-hmm. and this is when he started feeling that said that he experienced sudden terror epigastric sensations which I meant to look up but I never did gastric <laughs> like he was epigastric, epigastric. oh okay I've, I don't know here I'll do a quick google search keep okay. talking and then lapses of consciousness well other people noticed a hand spasm an odd stare and a confused state Mm-hmm. So I think he was feeling definitely off. Mm. I think I'm wondering panic attacks, like and that kind
1: of fits into that like bipolar like onset timeline. Yeah, right. I think He's in so. his twenties. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think yeah, a little bit um, into like maybe late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, and so I think he was already feeling these symptoms and then he started drinking and that Ooh. really just set things off. Um epigastric yeah. pain. Oh no. It just disappeared. okay. Epigastric pain is a name this is from uh gponline.com. Mm. Or no, sorry, it's from healthline. Mm. Um <laughs> epigastric pain is a name for pain or discomfort right below your ribs in the area of your upper abdomen. And symptoms can include heartburn, bloating, and gas. Yeah, okay. So, like, fun okay. times Maybe just with was- your digestive system, you know.
1: Maybe he was lactose intolerant. Maybe oh,
0: you can you can feel that pain. <laughs> <You> can relate.
1: <laughs> the booze probably didn't help with that. No. He's The absinthe.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he really went for it. The absinthe. <laughs> That's the really heavy, like. It's uh, not good. What is it? They said it's um, said, like. It causes distortions and hallucinations and stuff. Ooh. There's an episode there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where mm-hmm. he's where Bob is in the kitchen. It's a Thanksgiving one. And he's oh, his family is um being used by his landowner to as their family as his family to mm-hmm. like make another lady I don't know, okay, that's that's not <laughs> the point <laughs> anyway. He, he's in the kitchen by himself and he's like upset that his family isn't there with him cause he loves Thanksgiving and so there's absinthe and he just drinks it no. and like the turkey comes to life and he names him god, what does he name him? Lance he names him Lance, I looked this up the other day <laughs> oh my god Oh, that's very
1: concentrated liquor
0: okay yeah, that, that's the only it's like 100% that's all I know <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good shit yeah. Okay. So I think it's because he was in Paris and a lot of those people were drinking it. So you know, it's like Sam French. Yeah, what if What if he hadn't gone to Paris? Huh. Would he have triggered as much? Because it sounds like he had some symptoms, but then he the, dropped on the head. Yeah. So got back on for him. It's really rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, that triggered some untidiness. He was. Whorlsome. He had a major temper, and he had arguments with his brother all night, which is a huge sign for mania. If you're not sleeping, then that just feeds into the whole state of mind. And it's a big, uh, what's the word? Symptom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so his brother, Theo, described him as two different people, one as marvelously gifted, tender, and refined, and too egotistic and hard-hearted which mm. made himself his own enemy it's kind of sad that must be really hard to watch or, yeah. which i mean you've had experience yeah Sandy. fun fact i am lydia's younger sister yeah we are what six years apart mm-hmm. and so when lydia was um first kind of experiencing her bipolar symptoms when she was in her like yeah mid mid to late teens like 16 17 Mm -hmm. i was i was a little little fifth grader yeah um and so i yeah i've witnessed um a lot of strange symptoms but it, it was interesting too because like like me and my parents all justified it as like oh like she's Big like teenager. a teenager like mood swings and hormones and all this stuff changing and so we didn't really understand the the severity of the situation for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enough. mean, I didn't even either. Yeah, so no, no one really knew what was going on. No one knew what was going on. Yeah, um, I just remember thinking, dang, like Lydia's so irritable, <laughs> like in the mornings. So I was like, she does not oh give God. us a break. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I know I'm annoying, but it's a little kind of annoying. <laughs> I know, I feel really bad, like, looking back. But also a lot, it's lot of okay. it's really fuzzy, too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard. I know, that's why it's interesting to me hearing other, like, family members' um, experiences of what happened. Because I don't mm-hmm. remember a lot of it. Definitely. We can always get into that later. Yes. So poor, poor Vincent, he is having a hard time and so he leaves france at this point he's accomplished but not recognized it seems like a very thin line i'm not totally sure what they mean by that but sounds like he just kept drinking he didn't like being sober and so whenever he was feeling a lot of emotion he just threw himself in a painting and he alternated between creativity and listlessness it's not like he was really cycling Mm -hmm. Um mm, like mania depression. Mm-hmm. I think if we're so. gonna follow that. Point. Yeah, if we're gonna follow the bipolar. Which is also a huge thing. I mean that's why it's bipolar. Mm. And so I wonder how long the episodes lasted, because you could be like rapid cycling or it could just be full on like months of bursts of creativity and then months of being completely out of it. So I don't know about that but he was definitely exhibiting rage, lack of sexual arousal, feeling faint, had a lot of physical symptoms, but he was still devoted to creating art for other people. So even through all this craft, he was like, for other people, <laughs> which is, I, I love that. I really love that. And then, okay, so this is when things get really, really intense. He, so remember Paul Gauguin from before, mm-hmm. his artist friend, he came to live with Vincent for two or he came to live with Vincent as like a roommate, but he could only last two months. He was just not having a good time. And when Gauguin told Van Gogh he was leaving, Vincent. Do you, do you know? Maybe. Continue. Okay. So Vincent throws absinthe in his face, or in Gauguin's face, and then follows Gauguin with a razor and says he was repelled, which I guess he like fought him off. So Vincent goes home and then slices off the earlobe. Okay, yes. Um when you when you were talking about Googan only lasting 2 months and stuff, it like mm-hmm. made me think of like the ear incident and yeah. I was like, "Wait, is this connected somehow?" Yeah. Oh, God. this is this is how it happened. And you know, I always grew up thinking he sliced off his entire ear. But mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was just the lobe. It was just like half of the lobe. Oh, I also thought it was the entire ear. He probably
1: was- would have died if he did that.
0: Oh, I, don't I don't know if
1: he tried. I mean it, like,
0: I mean considering like the medical technology of the time, it probably would have gotten really badly infected. infected. Like I think it's losing smaller. your ear itself, like it's not that it's, it's not a vital outside. organ, yeah, but like it would leave a lot of you exposed yeah. while this is just like, flesh. Sense. Like it's like Oh, and what's interesting is he <clears throat> quote, presented it to his favorite prostitute. Unquote. The- Not to go gan. No. To-, to his favorite prostitute. The earlobe. The, the earlobe. And so what's interesting oh about God. this... partner. He's on his knee offering his ear. And... Um, so... Oh, okay, so what I thought... What they brought up was that the incident might be related to a bullfight ritual, where the matador presents the cut off ear of the dead bull to his lady of choice. Mm-hmm. So that was probably what was going through his head when he did that. Which is cool. To, I mean, not cool, but like it's it makes sense. You know, it Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it makes it make sense. And so he was, then he was found unconscious at home. Then was hospitalized and. He had acute psychosis with agitation, hallucinations, delusions. He needed solitary confinement. And he also tried to, like, eat paint and lamp oil. And they said it was kind of, like, suicidal.
1: Were they feeding him enough?
0: I hope so. Oh, goodness. I've seen posts, like... Like van gogh tried to eat the color yellow because it would make him happy like oh that's so cute and i'm like that's <laughs> literally poison but he's trying okay. to kill himself <laughs> um I yeah. guess that's cute. let's romanticize that mm-hmm. i've seen that too and i was i was kind of like oh that's really sad mm-hmm. but also kind of a sweet idea it is beautiful in a way in a way But I didn't know the full story Mm. behind it. So, it was was cool going through all of it and fully understanding Mm. what was going on. I mean, not that we will fully understand, but kind of getting more of the picture. Yeah. Um, so he was diagnosed with epilepsy, um, and was prescribed potassium bromide, which I don't know exactly what that will do, um... But he helped him recover from his psychosis, and that's when he painted that self-portrait with the ear, the bandage. Mm-hmm. So that's when that came about. But apparently, they didn't tell him to stay away from absinthe, or he just or he just didn't. Or they did, or you know, they did. He was like, "Yeah," and He's like sure, like gives him a good wink, went right back at it. So he had two more psychotic episodes with brief hospitalizations. And then it's, this, this made me sad, that he was taunted by adolescent youths, by the boys, and then he was involuntarily hospitalized. Mm. So I guess they had that back then. But then he voluntarily entered the asylum at St. Remy in May 1889 and stayed there for a whole year. Is so he still in France at this point? He left. Oh, okay. So he's in Provence. I don't know where that is. And I don't know where St. Remy is. I don't think it's France. Okay. I'd have to look. But. I'm sorry if you mentioned that. And I- oh, no, I didn't. Okay. Oh, well, then that's good to know. That's all good. And I, I remember learning about him being at an asylum, but I didn't really know where that fit in with mm-hmm. him cutting off his ear. or The, the time timeline. Earlo- yeah. So he stayed there for a whole year. He had three psychotic episodes with amnesia, hmm. which I guess is... I don't know if that's common. With psychosis? Yeah. That's how I experienced it. I'm not sure. I don't want to make a blanket statement, but that's how I experienced psychosis. Mm -hmm. Which is... um, So we continued with ingesting paint, lamp oil, turpentine. Mm -hmm. Poor guy. Full cocktail. Yeah. (laughs) He stuck with the epilepsy diagnosis, but he didn't take his meds. So, but in this time period, he produced about 300 art pieces, including Starry Night. We mm-hmm. so painted Starry Night in the asylum in the hospital.
1: On turpentine.
0: I don't know. Is that the key to creativity? <laughs> turpentine. <laughs> Paint oil. <laughs> I'm mean, just
1: impressed that he like, just functioning, just like physically functioning. Yeah, that's true. And unable to do that much.
0: I wonder how much of his um, painting (laughs) happened while he was manic. Right. And how much it was kind of evened out. Because it seems like spread out throughout his year. It's 300, but like how much of that was in bursts. Mm Right. If he did like, I don't know, 100 in a couple months and then nothing in the next couple months. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So, his last psychosis was from February to April of 1890, which sounds horrifying. That's like months of straight. Two months. Yeah. Of psychosis. So, yeah. you don't, like... W- what would that be? Would that be hallucinations? And- Terrifying hallucinations. Severe mm-hmm. agitation. Jeez. And there was a religious content to them, which hmm. I also experienced, which probably... I assume stemmed from like. religious background. Yeah. History, which makes sense given he was trying to be a pastor and. Um, hmm, that's interesting. So it just kind of came out through his subconscious maybe. Mm. But I remember it saying that he was upset that they were religious. He was so pissed at the church. So he didn't like having that. And so. They're this always in his head. Yeah. This leads to his suicide and. The thing was with, so throughout all of this, his brother Theo was unfailingly supportive. And what happened was whenever Theo, when something happened socially for him, like he got engaged, he got married, he had a baby at each of those points, Vincent felt very threatened. Right. Yeah. And very kind of, yeah, didn't know if he was going to leave him or abandon him. So he was very like tied to that. And apparently, his physician said he was cured in May of 1890, which is confusing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, um, cured of epilepsy. Yeah. Okay. Even though I think that was like right after his long psychosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but he stopped drinking, so that's that was good. And he had no seizures or confusion. He was like, well, oh, go figure. <laughs> and his art was gaining recognition, but then Theo's mm. health was failing. Mm. And Vincent started feeling like he was a burden. And then in 70 days, he painted 70 paintings and 30 drawings. So that—that's the first. that's the first. That's... Oh. And an expression of sadness and extreme loneliness was seen in his drawings, and his art. Mm-hmm. And so then he went into a field and shot himself in the lower chest, upper belly with a rifle mm-hmm. and died two days later. So he didn- that didn't kill him immediately, but he died mm-hmm. two days later with his brother by his side, which is also like very bittersweet. And then his brother passed six months later from mm-hmm. his own illness. And so, yeah. Something they really wanted to, in this article, to emphasize was how much Van Gogh had strengths and was very lucid when he wasn't in these manic states, or, like, in the, his episodes. So it was, like, we think of him as this artist who <coughs> is always plagued by, like, mm-hmm. whatever he like his, um, his, like, inner demons yeah, and t- this deep depression and, I don't know. Like the world didn't treat him well, mm-hmm. but he was he most of the time though he was okay.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was in episodes. Yeah, so like he had yeah, it was it was, it was that. very like very drastically different kind of states. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, I and so I, I thought it was nice that they pointed that out. We're highlighting that, and that he was creative until death. And he drew and painted from nature and that had an influence of emotional and spiritual intensity think hmm. so you can see that in his art yeah so Definitely. that's Vincent van Gogh.
1: I wanted to talk about some of the paintings mm, yeah I think that um it's 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 not as kind of I think kind of in line with that idea of kind of painting like for it to express and for other people like it doesn't it it almost didn't seem like there was much like self-expression mostly in those paintings like you can't you don't really get the read on like you know things like bipolar I don't feel with most of the work I think Mm -hmm. I think the one that really does kind of look like that is is the at eternity's gates the one that the willem dafoe movie is oh, is named after mm-hmm. um oh, it, it's it it's <laughs> it's
0: like, no, so a little different okay. <laughs> that's a fun little cult <laughs> with a really interesting and terribly done website Aliens. from like 2005 that's all you need like 2005 though <laughs> I don't know but like the format of the website look it's like I love it's it. like the graphic design is my I love passion tell like, no. are looking at that in church <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but productive on our Sunday sermons. Oof, okay, sorry, you were saying. No,
1: yeah, at Eternity's cape. Mm. It's the one where he's that. He's sitting in the chair. He's very blue. It's like he's just wearing the blue outfit, but it's that kind of
0: like contrast bent over almost oh he's
1: yeah the man's just curled over and 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 sobbing but he's in this such a warm kind of vibrantly mm-hmm. colored room that it's you like you see
0: the fire next to him mm-hmm. like awesome. touching
1: him and like yeah. you, get the, you get like the red to blue like you, you, you can see like, like
0: the atmosphere of the painting is very warm like the yeah the externally colors.
1: everything's okay but yeah. then there's just this kind of wallowing happening within mm-hmm. So that one that one really I mean that one shines like a, mm. a portrayal of depression and then yeah. you just you can see like the the contrast of it there. Like th- mm. that one looks very um representative. I, I don't think anything else really um
0: Cuz he did a uh, lot of nature. Does that. There's mm. a lot of
1: the nature scenes. It's interesting that the, like the last work he completed was like the the mm-hmm. field the that bales. was probably some kind of like
0: or stacks of wheat.
1: He was probably kind of ruminating about going out into that field and and putting an end to himself like that. Um, yeah, I yeah. um
0: something that I found fascinating when you were talking about how he had that burst of what was it in like, seventy days? Yeah, I think it was like don't want to get it wrong. Seventy paintings and thirty drawings. Yeah. That just that made me think of like um, you know how sometimes when people have like a chronic illness they mm-hmm. have a, a burst of energy like mm-hmm. before they really go um where like they they feel really good they can get up out of like if they've been bedridden for months and feeling terrible mm-hmm. um, maybe yeah. they've been going through treatment and things like that they have like a burst of hours or maybe a day when they yeah. they've regained all of their old strength and it can give the family members like a bit of false hope hub. yeah false hope right. and then that that ebbs away and they, they fade pass. away they pass away and like obviously this is different but i in my own head i drew that that parallel yeah. that similarity and i just thought that was really interesting that makes sense hmm Are we gonna say something else
1: well i, I think with like with the bipolar it, 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 that's particularly kind of an issue right mm-hmm. because it's like someone starts having symptoms in one direction and then you might start to get concerned, but then they start going the other way. They start mm-hmm. cycling, and then it, it looks like they're going back to normal, but they're actually just definitely reversing. Yeah. yeah, so that that could, that's definitely mm-hmm. a problem. And that's it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, just without like treatment back then, the way that mm-hmm. we've been able to develop medications and and everything else now is also really like. It's impressive that he was at all able to have a career. Oh, Right, While really? he was struggling with it. Like, you can, you can tell like, there's mm-hmm. that determination to push through it. And, like, with the support of, like, family that understands that yeah. he's just suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it, it's not like he wants to be the, the listless kind of problem that he mm-hmm. could be that anyone else can. But, uh, yeah. no, yeah, I think... I think it's interesting, and you know, it's almost interesting how much you you don't really see it in the paintings that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they mm-hmm. look like a very, like, he was very, um, very concentrated on what he was trying to capture, that, like, everything else kind of, like, faded away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't think there's anything else that really kind of feels like a window into what he, um, was experiencing other than the self-portrait right um you know the, the artist self-portraits are always just really interesting i think because you really get to have like that own reflection mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. um yeah i think i think my favorite by him is the old shoes hmm. i just think it looks really nice and it has the i like
0: that
1: they, they just
0: he's gonna sit in there
1: yeah, and it has that kind of like down feeling mm. to it, but it almost it almost feels like in kind of a neutral.
0: It's almost like zone. you come home from a hard days of work, hard day, yeah. work. and you just mm-hmm. taking off your shoes.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is it kind of like it, it kind of tells that story to you, like like you you mm. project onto it almost, right? Because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that could mean something oh, in a very different way. I think the same thing. I think this is novel I really do like is the the Potato Eaters, <laughs> It's apparently one of the more famous ones too
0: i don't think i've ever I don't seen that this, yeah. Which, yeah
1: yeah i was just looking at them the it the almost day. doesn't
0: look like his art yeah the style like stylistically
1: i think this is a retouched mm. image that we're looking at but um huh. yeah again like has just kind of like like you can see it kind of in a dark way like these people are obviously kind of just scraping by. Yeah. But you also can kind of just see like the like the, the, the the bright like the, the the family kind of interaction there. It has that kind of duality to it hmm, that I think is really
0: mm, I like that.
1: Yeah. It, it's a really nice kind of controlled the context. style he's got going on. Yeah, he definitely yeah. has
0: his style. <laughs> Something that I've heard and I don't know Oh, I heard. I've heard a lot that um, he wasn't really recognized in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Do you know? It
1: seemed like not until like towards the end, right? Yeah, he was definitely really, not. Wasn't really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he said he was for how they used it, but he accomplished but not accomplished recognized. But not recognized. <laughs> so people kind of knew and were buying some of his stuff. But I think with recognition, it's more of a like globally hmm. all right. encompassing. Like I he mean, was a it's great artist. It's, exactly. always, it's always
1: so hard to like get yourself out there. But also when he's struggling, like when he's not institutionalized mm-hmm. or just combating with his own problems, he's painting. But then that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's no time for like PR. Right? <laughs> well, so, like he does no
0: social media. painting. Chair. Yeah, he didn't have an agent
1: or anything. <laughs>
0: I was <laughs> thinking of like a book tour yeah. like A book release I like, <laughs> just imagine a guy with like Want to buy a watch But then his like paintings <laughs> And his trench coat it's like... But uh, What was I going to say Yeah but it actually it only took like a few months after his death mm-hmm. For him to gain mm-hmm. that widespread recognition So which makes me think of You know that whole When someone commits suicide
1: mm-hmm. And
0: People are like, Oh my god, like I knew him and it, it becomes a whole like mm-hmm. famous thing the, in and of itself. Yeah. So I wonder if that contributed or contributed to his fame afterward. The fact that I don't know. Well yeah, I never when even people feel about like that. the
1: significance of everything once it's gone, like you, yeah. you feel it's and also like, I'm sure like his family and everyone else was looking through his whole body of work mm-hmm. like after he passed and then like that's when you notice like a lot of the like people should see this mm-hmm. right so yeah I mean it's just unfortunate that he wasn't ever in a state and it seems, it seems like he wasn't particularly care cared with like recognition necessarily he just wanted to, to put it out yeah, there for the people. but he for wasn't the people. trying to make a name for himself really right and mm. he did
0: He did, he really did. Which is incredible in a way because I think that's more powerful because he wasn't aiming for that goal. Mm -hmm. It was that he was doing what he loved and believed in and what he wanted to do, like, at the deepest of his core. And people saw that and saw how he put that into his work. And I think that's... that's that's a dream. Yeah, that's what people, like... That's part of why people value his work and have recognized it is because... (laughs) he so so thoroughly um put himself into what he was doing Mm. and like he wasn't focused on like being some hotshot yeah artist i don't know if those words really go together but you know like yeah he wasn't in it for the fame or the glory definitely i really liked when i was reading about it how much he took from nature too Mm. i think i'm seeing more of a trend with that just an artist in general like with marina's new album i'm mm-hmm. so excited <laughs> um y'all should go check out her new singles yes. I forgot what they're called handmade heaven and superstar yes which i loved Han- i love handmade heaven which is be she when she was feeling very overwhelmed by everything she went mm-hmm. out into nature and she wrote that song kind of based on that I love and the music video is gorgeous. She's just out in like the wilderness and the tundra, and there's snow everywhere, and there's like flowers overlaid. Ooh, it's good. Anyway, <laughs> so let's see. Maybe we can call it. Yeah. Piece so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> well, which is like it's fine. That's, that's no, okay. it's, it's <laughs> a natural break. <laughs> yes, it's just oh my bladder's bursting. Okay, all right. So let's call it. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes. Um, Next time, one of you guys, yeah, gonna cover something. We'll have something. Talking about we'll some um, this doesn't need to be the next episode, but talking mm. about um, like how people are like, oh, this person was so incredible after someone has committed suicide. Um, mm. Kind of like the the aftermath of an event like that. It made me think of the plot for Dear Evan Hansen, yeah. which is a. Which that's on is our a, list. Yeah, that's on our list of things that we want to talk about. So. And you just saw it. I just saw it. It's incredible. It made me cry. Um, I mean, I'm always crying. Let's be real. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> so That's not saying much, but I, I made sure not to mess up my makeup. Um, and no, it was it was really good, and it touched on a lot of like mental health and mental illness themes, um, in a modern way that yeah was relatable but also sensitive. So yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of like just real quick, like Tyler Joseph's Neon Trees or Neon Gravestones. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like Neon Trees isn't that a band? yes okay it is some like alternative whatever (laughs) anyway on the newest album there's a song called Neon gravestones and it's like i could give in basically Mm. and commit suicide and people would say how great i was but then let's appreciate our elders and grandparents who have gone before before us and have lived to like tell us about it kind of thing Mm. anyway yeah We'll see. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: On Brain Sick.
0: Brain Sick. Brain Sick. All about sick brains. Hell yeah. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye bye. See you later. Hear you later. You'll hear us, I guess. Definitely. Woo!